today is a is two part or part four of an eight part series I'm doing on the chakra system. Today we have entered the fourth chakra, which is, in my opinion, one of the most integral chakras. As you know, they all build one upon another. But the fourth chakra in and of itself is the bridge between our human chakras, one, two, and three, and our ethereal chakras, five, six, and seven. Of course, there are chakras blowing above that, but in this series, we're focusing on the main seven that we use um, most of the time here on earth. So in this series, we've learned that each chakra is its own individual energy center collecting data and information from all of our human experiences and using that data to project the perception of the world we see. And it's by going into each chakra and knowing what kind of data it's collecting and relearning that data into more that's in alignment with us that we begin to heal these wounds. And so as always before teaching, I'm going to read through the guidebook that I made for my classes about all of the, the bullet points of information that might allow you to activate and open to where your fourth chakra woundings may be showing up. And then we'll go into the beautiful teaching. And Sunday, I'll post not only a replay of this, but a meditation I've created. This week was really beautiful as I tuned in. The meditation was actually inspired by a client. Um, a client's personal meditation I created for her last week of an integration between the wounded inner child and the healed higher self, which was very fascinating to me as we leaped into the heart chakra, because that's exactly what we're doing here. We're bridging those gaps between the unhealed and the healed, the separate and the one, the heaven and the earth. And so I'm really excited to share that with you this week. So for now, as I read through, through these um, bullet points around the heart chakra, I just want you to take note and open up to anything that might be present for you here today in this heart space. Allow yourself to feel it, whatever thoughts come up, whatever knowings come up, maybe even take a note of it, and then we'll get into some inspired teachings. So the heart chakra's element is air really beautiful, yummy air. The name is the anahata, meaning unstruck. The purpose is love and balance. Some of the issues are, if you notice issues between love, balance, self-love, relationships, intimacy, the anima or animus, devotion, reaching out and taking in. Are you exhaling, giving more than you are inhaling, receiving? These are things to look for as you explore the heart chakra. The color is represented by the color green. The beautiful color green is what opens and activates us to that beautiful frequency of love. The location is in the chest, the heart, the cardiac plexus. 
And the identity is social. This is really where we begin to learn about ourselves in relationships, noticing the separateness and the oneness in our relationships. Relationships are our greatest teacher here on earth. And this chakra through relationships will teach you so much about loving yourself and loving others. And we'll talk more about that later. The demon is grief, um, grief, loss, separateness, right? The developmental stages four to seven. So last week we talked about the third chakra up until four years old, that the child is learning to say no, to have autonomy, to have sovereignty. And if you've ever raised a child or been around a young child, around four to seven is when they really begin to feel into others, when they become more cuddly, when they want to say, I love you more, express their feelings more, open up more, be in connection more. They're developing their first friendships, their first relationships with cousins or family members that are based on their own feelings and not just the placement of proximity of wherever their parents are at. So this is a really beautiful place. And this is why socializing as a child is so important in these beautiful years. So developmental tasks here as we form our heart chakra is forming peer and family relationships and developing our own persona, which is really beautiful. The basic rights here are to love and be loved. And we'll learn more later, it makes me emotional already, about why that's so important for each and every one of us. Now, if this chakra is beautiful, balanced, it's compassionate, loving, empathetic, self-loving, altruistic, peaceful, balanced, and you have a really great immune system. Some of the traumas and abuses that can create a wounding here is rejection, abandonment, loss, shaming, constant criticism, abuses to any of the lower chakras. So any of the woundings in the first, second, or third chakra are also going to impact our heart. Any unacknowledged grief, including your parents' grief, because we've learned that some of these some of these wounding patterns are passed on through our family line. So any grief your parents haven't dealt with, if there was divorce, death, loss of a loved one, a loveless, cold environment, conditional love, or any sexual, physical abuse or betrayal, you might have a wounding in the heart chakra. So we've talked about how the chakras are either deficient, crunched up and dehydrated, or excessive where they're big and overflowing and taking energy from every other chakra in a surplus. So if this chakra is deficient, it might show up as being antisocial, withdrawn, cold, critical, judgmental, intolerant, um, judgmental of others in deep loneliness, isolation, depression, fear of intimacy, fear of relationships, lack of empathy, and narcissism. If this is, again, like I said, hyperinflated and, and taking more of the surplus from other energies, if it's excess, it's going to show up as codependency core boundaries, demanding, clingy, jealous, overly sacrificing. Both the deficient and the excess is pulling us into a place of control and manipulation because it's the only way most fourth, when we have this fourth chakra wound, control and manipulation, whether it's through 
codependency and overly sacrificing people-pleasing or narcissism and isolation. Both are a form of trying to control the kind of love that we receive. And we'll learn more about that later. So some of the physical malfunctions that come with the heart chakra are disorders of the heart, lungs, the breath, the arms, shortness of breath, sunken in chest, circulation problems, asthma, immune system deficiency, tension between your shoulder blades and pain in chest, and some affirmations that help. And we'll say these all together. I am worthy of love. I am loving to myself and others. There is an infinite supply of love and I live in balance with others. So I just want you to notice what comes up for you as you hear some of these things. Maybe you're noticing things about other people. Maybe you're noticing things about yourself. Breathing into this heart space. And let's just breathe in some vibrant green energy. The fourth chakra, like I said at the beginning, is so important because it is the bridge between the human and the ethereal. It's what connects our divinity and our earthbound nature. And it's really beautiful and interesting also to look at the dichotomy between what we've created here on earth with the earth mother and the sky father and the separateness that can be seen there or the unity that can be seen there. The division between the masculine and the feminine. The ways that we've separated ourselves from others through racism, from gender, from inequality, from classes, from all the different ways we've been divided as humans. All of these separations are creating a separateness within each individual as well. The heart chakra, the love, the balance is coming into unity. First and foremost, divine union with yourself, with both your egoic self and your highest self, your human self and your soul self. The lower case I am with the higher case I am, with the capital I am. And also divine union between you and others a place of non-judgment. Love in the way we use it as a human form can be really inspiring. It can uplift us. It can allow us to see the beauty in others, a rush of adrenaline as we connect with others. It can allow us to be seen in our divinity as we allow love from others in. And when that love is perceived to go away, it can bring a deep agony and isolation, a pain. All of these things bring us closer to unity with ourself and our highest source. And the heart chakra is such a beautiful part of that. But what ends up happening is when these wounding patterns are present in our childhood, when we have a narcissistic parent or an overly controlling and helicopter parent, we don't learn to relate with others and ourselves in a safe and open space. It's instead learned through control and manipulation. And so we either close off of our, our heart totally or, or we overexpand it. And these, these patterns follow us through our entire life if we're not willing to come back and go right down to the root. Everything we learned in the first chakra, 
what roots do I have? What beliefs do I have around love, around relationships, around oneness? We go up to the second chakra. In what ways do I fill myself? In what ways do I take the perceptions of others to form myself? In what ways am I surrendered and in my creative flow based on myself? And we move up to the third chakra. Where is my power, sovereignty, and autonomy? If all three of those things are flowing and solid, like we talked about last week, that beautiful fire, the first chakra is the foundation. The second chakra is the wood and the fuel. The third chakra is the flame then this heart chakra is beautifully melted open, wide open, in complete unity with self and others, both able to give and receive, both able to inhale and exhale. There's harmony, there's balance, there's the ability to stand in love and still assert your autonomy. It's a really beautiful thing. But when this is out of whack, we either harm ourselves to please others or we harm others to protect ourselves. And either way, we're creating separation. We're creating separation from ourselves and others and from ourself and source. What we want to do here is unite the earth and the cosmos to be able to stand in our human nature in our in our beautiful sacred vessels and also be connected to the cosmos to our divinity to embody divinity and this is where it all comes together is the heart chakra without this anything we access from the ethereal realm is filtered it goes through a filter of wounds from love and separateness. Anything we've experienced in human nature clogs and closes off our heart center. And so being able to look at this and find harmony is such a powerful thing. I think you're all going to really enjoy the meditation I created, merging your inner child and higher self, because it's going to allow you to integrate a connection between both parts of you. This is about embracing all of ourselves, our shadows, our lights, our wounds, our divinity, welcoming it all into this experience without judgment, but with complete acceptance and love. And it's a really beautiful thing when you can do this. And it's also about the ability to see others through a lens of love. And it doesn't mean tolerating or or condoning or welcoming in abusive characteristics or any hurtful or harmful behavior but instead looking at the, the through the lens if somebody's behaving in a way that you perceive as hurtful instead of taking it into yourself or making a judgment and creating more separation between them being able to understand that it is their own wounding and separation that's creating that behavior. It doesn't mean you have to stand in front of it and receive it, but it also doesn't mean you have to take it into you personally or fight against it. You can accept it for what it is and even send them some beautiful love or high vibrational thoughts. Plant that seed within them 
whether it's verbally, energetically, or just with the thoughts in your mind. And it's through this lens that we can change the entire world. It's through this lens of healthy, unconditional love for ourselves and others that this new earth is coming into existence. It's healthy. It's accountability. It's radical self-responsibility. And it's a heightened sense of seeing yourself and each and every other person on this earth through the lens of love. It's when you love and open to your partner or a stranger or anywhere, anyone else, knowing that you're also loving and opening to those parts of yourself. It's when you receive love and, and acceptance from another. You're receiving that love for yourself, but also on behalf of the world. You're allowing your shadows to be loved. You're allowing your wounds to be loved. You're allowing your human to be loved. When you're tapping in deeply rooted in the earth and completely connected to the cosmos or source, you're creating that unity once again, no longer divided. We're healing the masculine and feminine and feminine. And we've seen this with the rise of the goddess movement. We've reclaimed that feminine power that feminine sovereignty, that feminine ability to create worlds and harmony. And now we're in the place where the masculine is really learning to step down off of this high pedestal of control and seek into that feminine nurturance where he can find his power from balance and love and unity. And this is the most beautiful part of this era on earth because it's as these two the feminine and the masculine heal and step into their divine embodied nature and begin to integrate that the whole vibration of the world changes. And so this is a call to you today to see where you can open more to love for both yourself and others, to see what forms of love that you're rooted into that maybe don't agree and align with your highest self. Maybe you've learned pain and relationships from your family members, from hard relationships when you were younger, from social media or, or things that you've watched or, or welcomed in in your life. And it's time to reparent that part of you, that inner child that learned that love was unbalanced or unhealthy or chaotic or painful and teach them a new way through loving and accepting all parts of yourself and then integrating that onto the way you love and open to receive and give love to others. So as we, as we wrap this up today, I just want you to breathe in, really opening your heart chakra, creating space within you to receive and step into that place of oneness, fullness, wholeness. And just allow yourself to breathe and expand here. A lot of people, when they begin to do this work, they'll develop some sort of cough or it will be harder to breathe. And again, this is just your lungs purging all of the grief that it's held, all of the grief for humanity, for itself, for its separateness from the divorce of the earth and the cosmos. And as we grieve that, we make space for unity. So this isn't a time to shy away from whatever arises. This is a time to deepen into it, open into it, 
and go back to the roots and ask those questions and begin to reparent it from this new lens of unconditional love and oneness. So again, just breathing here in through your nose and out through your mouth, giving yourself so much grace and compassion today. And like I said, on Sunday, I'll release that meditation, integrating the inner child and the higher self, and that will help you merge the worlds within you. If you want more insight onto this, or if you want support, there's a link in my bio that you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with me where we can dive deep into both the energetics and both the human nature and the ethereal nature to help you open to this and reparent those parts of you. As always, it's been my honor to speak these truths today. Comment below if any questions or wonderings arise. And as always, breathe deep and plan on miracles.